Welcome on into the first round fantasy podcast, your home for second round advice. I'm Gabriel Montez, joined by Jacob Barley, Justin Morsaz, and the Joseph Morsaz. Gentlemen, before we get started, we're jumping into some QB free agent market today. We're going to play that field and throw some speculative or I should say educated guesses out there. If you're interested in what we thought about our running backs and wide receivers for the free agency market this year, uh, feel free to look back at our last few episodes as we just did those last week. But like I said, we're talking about QBs today. Before we do, how are we doing, gentlemen? Pretty good, man. Ready to Pretty get down good. on this. Can't complain. Sir. And we'll also be discussing like quarterbacks that might move other under other circumstances like trade or asking. Yeah, we're going to be looking at the uh, interesting storylines that are playing out surrounding some of these big name quarterbacks as well. So we'll be sure to touch on those. And uh, before we do, let's take a look at the obvious teams that are in desperate need to address the quarterback situation. So I think we can all agree here that we have the Bears, the Patriots, the 49ers could use an upgrade to some extent, the Broncos, Steelers, with Big Ben out the door soon, uh, Washington and the Jets. So a few names or a few teams there just to mention. Uh, But with that being said, we're going to start with specific players here. And the first one on our list is Dak Prescott. All right. This was a this was a guy that through five games last year was on pace to break Peyton Manning's single season TD record and the season yards record as well before that gruesome injury that derailed his season. He was in contract talks before last season. They didn't get anywhere. They ended up franchising. Ta- they ended up uh, franchise tagging him this year. Can they get a deal done? Jacob, what are we thinking right now with Dak Prescott? Obviously, he stays a cowboy, right? I, if I had to put money on it, yeah. I, I don't see – because, look, quarterbacks moving, franchise quarterbacks moving is not something that happens often. We, it's just crazy that this year we've had Matthew Stafford, Carson Wentz move. It's I think the idea of it is becoming more common, but still not the likely scenario. I – I do think there's other things that could happen, like possibly someone else taking his job and then in turn them moving on from Dak. Uh, But when it's all said and done, I think he's going to end up in Dallas. I think they might franchise tag him again. But the thing about that is it goes up even more. I I believe it was like 31 million franchising last year and now it's 37 million. And if this will never happen, but if they did it a third time, it would be like 50 million. Yeah, Dak so, gets a twenty percent raise. Yeah, so with this I next think franchise tag. It's so possible. I think he's at thirty-seven million dollars if he's franchise tagged. Yeah, I think oh, that'll for one year. I think they'll franchise him one more year, possibly. Justin, you agree? No, I disagree. They're <laughs> gonna give him a contract. It's kind of like <laughs> is it time? It's it time? it's not only time. It's out of respect too, because that man played his tail off for so <laughs> long and. You know he was gonna get paid big if he didn't get injured. So it's kind of like he might not get paid that big, big bucks, but he's gonna get a contract with the Cowboys out of respect and because he's a legit uh, franchise quarterback. I can't see him leaving at all unless it's some off the wall trade for Deshaun or Russell that we don't see coming at all. But even then, that's so far fetched. That dude's gonna be a Cowboy. 
a cowboy for at least the next few years. Joseph, you uh, riding the same train as us? Yeah, I think they're going to give him a long-term deal also. Uh, I mean, I, I wasn't huge on Dak actually going into last year. From a fantasy perspective, I like him. But as far as a winning quarterback, I wasn't huge on him. But, I mean, look at what happened to the Cowboys last year. They fell apart when he went down. They were not the greatest when he was there. But they, were they were still least, losing, too, with yeah, him. <laughs> but they were staying competitive. At mm-hmm. least. Every game was left, like a shootout. Yeah, once he left. They were left, fun to watch. They were awful. They were mm-hmm. they were ter- not only did do you see the impact that Dak makes on the team? They're they were losing last year with or without him, but all of a sudden Zeke wasn't good. Yeah. CeeDee Lamb went from being a top 15, top 10 wide receiver in fantasy to not existing basically yeah. for most Mari of the year. Mari Cooper still stuck around a yeah. little bit there. His, yeah. The ceiling I, was lowered. Yeah. yeah. I think he's gonna get paid. I, I actually I went to Tupelo, Mississippi one time, and that's I guess where he played college ball. And they love him out there. They're a big fan. I, wow. He, deser- he deserves the money. I just thought I'd throw that tidbit out there. <laughs> but uh, I Joe, think he's the seasoned get traveler. He's get- no, he's going to get paid, man, because he deserves it. I, I don't – listen, There's. I saw that they're progressing towards talks. Some people were saying he might be the second highest paid behind Mahomes. That's going to be a mistake, but you got to pay the man. Yeah, I mean, I concur with all of you guys. I think either a deal gets done or he gets franchise tagged. Uh, an interesting note to think about, though, this year with COVID and everything like that, a lot of these teams have lost revenue uh, to to some extent. Uh, and when you talk specifically about the franchise tag, it's been said that teams are going to have to be very particular about using it this year with the increased ro- wages this year that players could earn if they are possibly franchise tagged. So it won't be as easy as say the last three years where we saw this record number of players being franchised. Uh, I think teams are going to be a little bit more judicious as they progress forward, but pertaining specifically to Dak, uh, I'd like to see him get a deal, but he could be one of the few that gets franchise tagged. I'm curious though. Let's say he doesn't for some reason he doesn't go back to dallas like i don't know they work out a trade getting russell wilson without Mm -hmm. trading dak and he's a free agent what team is the best fit i would uh say maybe denver to be honest because you slot him right in there with those weapons he has another three really good receivers right there uh does anybody else have a team that would maybe be the best fit i'd love to see him go to the niners that would be crazy for, for that team. They get a, a lead quarterback and defense gets healthy again and they solve all their needs right there in that one move. Mm-hmm. You can almost say it's the Sean Watson light after his injury, but I still think he's he's going to be elite when he comes back. Yeah, I think the team that makes the most sense. Like, I don't think that there's any situation where this happens. Let me first yeah, I don't. I, he's going to be in Dallas for sure. Or it, no, I could see what you said happening. Like Dallas could say, "Okay, you know, we can't get a deal done. Russell Wilson's on the move. We'll give you Dak and a first rounder." But I don't see a situation where he's not included in that trade. Oh, but I see. Just I see for that. fantasy sakes, let's say that yeah. he isn't. I, I like him in Chicago with yeah. uh with if Allen robinson stays yeah Allen robinson they have a good defense they were just eight and eight made the playoffs you swap out trubisky for who's who's a mobile quarterback for dak who's a mo- we'll see what happens after his injury but who was a mobile quarterback i think it's just an upgrade the fit makes sense the team makes sense the system makes sense agreed yeah, it makes a lot of sense but again we agree we think he's staying in dallas uh, and with that being said, it's time to move on. Oh, I guess before we do, 
Dak Prescott, healthy next year, playing for the Cowboys. Is he back in top 10 consideration for fantasy relevance? Oh, yeah. That top means Amari Cooper goes top 10. Ref, uh, C.D. Lamb might see top 15 potential. Even Michael Gallup might see top 20, top 25 potential if they're in shootouts like they were last year. Mm. I think they're back to where they are. definitely helps Zeke, too. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, helps deep. Zeke tremendously. Speaking of Chicago, we have Mitchell Trubisky up on par. He's mm-hmm. up on deck, I should say. Uh, Chicago was actively active in their pursuit of Carson Wentz before he landed in Indy. With that being said, we know they're looking for another suitor. What does that mean for Mitchell Trubisky? Does he walk? Does he sign back to possibly ride the pine? Or do we find himself in a situation where he starts only to have himself booted, you know, six games, seven games into the season? Joe, what are we thinking so far about Mitchell Trubisky? I think he's going to end up being a backup. It's going to be a Marcus Mariota situation where he finds himself uh, at least as a backup for one year. Uh, Who can trust him? You know, maybe a team like – takes a risk on him but i see him and and the situation i like for him a lot actually is pittsburgh uh pittsburgh is going to need to make a change from big ben probably after this upcoming year he maybe has two years if we're stretching it but he's also somewhat injury prone at this stage in his career and he's older so go out and get yourself a guy like trubisky now the problem is going to be making that money work i'm not sure that they can pay him what he needs but I love that situation if they can figure out a way as he can be a guy that they can mold to take over. As far as a realistic fit, I could see him maybe going to the Patriots. That seems like a very realistic fit where, uh, you know, low low cost, uh, high reward. Patriots need to make a move from Cam. If nothing else comes out into the market, he could be a great guy to go get for them. I think what we're going to see a lot throughout – this storyline of specifically the Patriots is I think a lot of these guys might be a fit for the Patriots and that Joseph describes it as kind of a low risk, low payment, high reward type of scenario. And Mitchell Trubisky is just that someone that didn't fit Matt Nagy's system that well uh, and might find himself in a better fitting system with new England. Uh, mm-hmm. Justin, what about you? It's definitely not a starting role with the Bears, but I imagine that since the Wentz deal fell through, that's going to change a lot. But since Russell Wilson's issue literally happened right after Wentz got traded, the Bears are one of his selected destinations. The only problem I see here is if that trade ever comes to fruition, I cannot see Seattle being okay starting Trubisky as QB. So it would be kind of odd situation. Either he stays a backup, in Chicago, or they find a suitor, and I, I want to say maybe a Darnold for Trubisky swap, maybe some fresh air for both. But uh, I don't just don't see him as a starter. But I can't see any trade that comes through that ends up not starting him. You know what I mean? It's a he's such yeah. a he's a 50-50 QB. It's like uh, he might be better than these guys, but he's definitely not better than some of these QBs. So where does he fit in? I don't think he fits well. Uh, logistically with the Patriots, but money-wise, it's really nice. I I like to see him. I I just want to see Darnold run with a better defense because I want to give him a chance. So I like that idea of trading Trubisky for Darnold, but it's so up in there. I think they're only going to make a decision once all the other QBs find a spot if they haven't landed, and then they have to settle with Trubisky, if that makes sense. 
the most difficult situation for me to cause theirs. Yeah. And you know what? I think we're going to find ourselves when we talk about some of these quarterbacks coming up in a very similar situation for all of them. The quarterbacks field is so finicky, right? I mean, a lot of these guys are either going to be riding the pine or, you know, they may find a starting job, but I think a lot of these names are going to come to find out they're best serviced as a backup QB. Jacob, what are your thoughts? Look, I, I didn't watch a lot of Bears games, but if I look Who did, I'm right? at his stats, oh, just kidding. look, he didn't play the whole season, but he had 16 touchdowns, eight interceptions. Uh, he he had a 93.5 rating. It's not terrible. I think if this, I'm realizing this, like in this league, obviously there's more quarterback positions available than there are competent quarterbacks. So if you look at, Washington, if you look at uh, the Patriots, if you look at, you know, the Steelers, the Broncos, I think he's better than their options right now, to be honest. So if you have a, you know, uh, who's, I mean, I don't know. Big Ben is, you know, a little iffy, but like, if you, would he do better than Big Ben in the Steelers uniform? Possibly, but I think Mitchell Trubisky could end up with a starting job more than most of these other guys that we have on this list uh, right below him. And he's only 26, and they declined the fifth option, so he's free agent. Like, he can sign anywhere. I think he does find a starting job in either Washington or New England, to be honest. I, I like think that's Washington. a very possible possibility. He's definitely more talented. Um, again, I think my biggest critique on Mitchell Trubisky was not Mitchell Trubisky himself. It was Matt Nagy in that offense. And I just didn't think he was ever a perfect fit. And you brought up the numbers, Jacob. I mean, they were not bad in only nine games. He threw 16 touchdowns and only eight interceptions. So there were a few people out there in the playoffs that were actually riding near the end of the season. He was fantasy relevant and he's probably more fantasy relevant than he is NFL relevant, to be honest. Uh, well, guys, one thing to keep in mind also is that there is a lot of talk about what at least six quarterbacks who are considered first-round talent in the draft. That's a good point. If we look, that's yeah. a good point. So while I agree, Jacob, right now, Trubisky looks like he should have a starting NFL job. Guys like Zach Wilson, Mac Jones, Lawrence, uh, Fields, Lance, et cetera, et cetera, they're going to go places that need a spot, you know. Yeah, have, and in today's NFL, those rookies are going to get start for year one, you know. Exactly. Like, let's exactly. put it into this perspective. Let's say you own Mitchell Trubisky in Dynasty. Are you holding him, hoping that he finds a new NFL home and is fantasy relevant next year? Or are you looking to sell him for, I don't know, you'd probably sell him for like a fifth round draft pick, actually, a fourth round draft pick. I, I actually rostered him. Draft pick in a super flex dynasty league right now. And I'm just waiting to see what happens. Like I have to drop two guys because I have two guys in my IR spots. So if he's not in a starting job somewhere, he's going to, I'm going to drop him. Mm -hmm. Uh, But who knows though, if, if he's in Washington or if he's in new England might hold on to him and see what happens. He, he, this is a guy where like, for sure he's going to be on a roster going into Mm -hmm. here. We'll, We'll just see what it is. And it could be a situation where, He's signed and he doesn't start right away, but he ends up being their starter. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's that's kind of what I was getting at with the whole uh, Mariota thing, because I think Mariota probably should have got and and guys, he's another option, right? He's the guy who the Raiders may look to move to help balance out some other places. So there's just a lot of. A lot I'm of hoping for a Ryan Tannehill, you know, resurgence from Trubisky. Absolutely, me, he's proven me, he can do it. Let me give you some info. If you break down when you said he's fantasy relevant at the end of the year, I'm calling fool's gold on that because their schedule was pretty cake. They lose to Green Bay. Yes, it was. That's why David Montgomery was going insane too. They lose to Green Bay, but they drop 25, beat Detroit, beat Houston, beat Minnesota, or they lost to Detroit, beat Jacksonville. Dude, Jacksonville, Minnesota, Houston, those defenses were trash, sadly, and I'm not buying it. He's a backup, like Joey said. Mariota's best likely situation is equivalent to what he's going to be. It's just that when he gets that chance to play again, he needs to turn it around. So that's that's it for me. I'm not I'm not holding my breath with him. And that is what we will wait to see if that time comes or not. Let's move down to Miami. Uh, likely the retirement place for Ryan Fitzpatrick. The guy seems to just find relevance. Last year, he was great. Anybody who snagged him off a of waiver wire and was streaming him literally week in and week out for the first eight weeks of the season was very happy with what they were getting. Until they decided to give Tua a try. Then it just became this roller coaster of emotions for not only your fantasy team, but for Ryan Fitzpatrick himself. He finds himself as a free agent in 2021. Um, honestly, guys, I'm just going to come out and say it first. He could make the entire rotation around the AFC East if he lands with the New England Patriots in some sort of backup <laughs> mentoring role. It's entirely a possibility. Uh, you could see some draft capital this year spent by the Patriots in the draft. Then they sign Fitzpatrick to a one-year minimum deal. Boom, there's your mentor. Fitzpatrick is starting a few games. I think it's realistic. Joseph, what are you thinking? I want him in San Francisco. <clears throat> I'll keep that short and quick. But if you know the concerns about Jimmy Garoppolo are health, you bring in Ryan Fitzpatrick. And he can definitely hold the torch while Jimmy, if Jimmy, knock on wood, gets hurt. I like that. It's not bad. It's not bad. I mean, he's he's the perfect backup, right? We've seen this time and time again in New York, in Miami, wherever he's been, he's been a reliable backup. So it's not a bad thing to say. Justin, what do you think? You like it, but do you have anything I'm, else to add? I'm going to pose some questions to you, and I think the answer will follow as you hear these uh, out of all these QBs, which one is most likely to win games for you? I'd say Fitzpatrick. Fantasy-wise? Fantasy-wise, fa- in my mind, real life wins equal fantasy production most of the time. So I'm looking at which makes sense Unless for we're talking him about winning. Mitchell Trubisky. He went 11-3 and three in 2018, and he was – So if you're, all right, if you're talking about the rest of the guys on the list, right, Justin? Like sure. not counting no, Dak. And, and Dak excluded. Dak's a different yeah. game. What I'm saying is this. There's one team on there that needs a quarterback that doesn't have any answer, that none of these guys answer for him, and have a great defense and some young receivers that want to catch the ball, and that's the Washington football team. If you slot them there, they're young. They have a quarterback for next year while they figure out who's going to take over the reins. They get Scary Terry, some Pro Bowl numbers, and it just works out because that division sucks. And they need – this is their opportunity to give their fans a playoff run. And next year is awesome because uh, Dak comes back, may not be 100. That team's defense is awful. We know Philly is Philly. What can Hurts do? And the Giants just are the Giants. So they see that as a win-now opportunity, and he's a win-today quarterback. I, I want to see it for fantasy reasons. 
Scary Terry becomes a wide receiver one. Beautiful JD JC McKissick. Oh my god, <laughs> I'm in heaven, bro. Let him go to the Washington football team. See, that's I actually, like that from a fantasy perspective, but from a real life perspective, it seems like that's a band-aid when Washington doesn't have you know, if, if like what Gabe said, if the Patriots go out and draft a quarterback, then I like Fitzpatrick to mentor him. But in a situation like Washington, mm. they don't have anybody. So what's the point of cutting Alex Smith, who already knows the system, already knows the team, and then going out and getting an older Ryan Fitzpatrick? It doesn't make sense to me. It's like if you wanted a veteran quarterback to just carry you through next year, you just keep Alex Smith. You know what I mean? That's my only hesitation there. Alex Smith is good, but he's not a gunslinger. Like Fitzpatrick is probably the NFL fan favorite, not even just home team favorite. They just – everyone loves him, and – I know he's not a fixed, but there's no QB that's his fix right now. That's why I'm saying it's perfect because tell me who's going to fix that solution. Young can win games. They have a great defense. No one's – there's no solution. So you just got to wait a year in my opinion. <clears throat> very, very true, Jacob. Well, this is the one one guy where, like, you can – if you have a, t a team that's competitive, you can kind of plug him in anywhere and he's going to be solid. I think the Dolphins might have made the playoffs last year if they would have just kept – wrote it out. You know, exactly. Yeah, Ryan Fitzpatrick. But they they knew either way they weren't going to win a Super Bowl. So they, need, they needed to see what Tua could do. I understand it, but it was just so odd. Like they even brought Ryan Fitzpatrick into games when they were – behind to try to make a comeback win but honestly like you you throw them into washington you you throw them into i don't see the patriots doing it but like you throw them into denver into washington and bring him in as a backup for the niners because i'll tell you what if i, I think the niners have a great chance like with a guy like ryan fitzpatrick just at the helm like honestly so i yeah this guy is a plug-and-play guy He's like mm -hmm. the only one where, like, you plug him in, you could still win games. Mm -hmm. San Francisco, um, Washington, New England, they all seem like real possibilities. Uh, I do, I, I want to agree with Joe a little bit in Washington. It seems kind of redundant in that scenario, but I would love to see it for fantasy. And that would mm -hmm. be perfectly awesome. But I'll say it again for fantasy, the Broncos again, because that mm -hmm. team is stacked. They're I can ready. actually see that. They need, they need somebody like to that. come in. Like yeah, that. but Jacob, the problem with the Broncos is uh, don't they have like a very high draft pick? So it's it's likely they're going to go out and draft one of these rookies, mm, right? That's true. Have number three. So they're going to yeah. either end up with Lawrence Fields or Wilson, probably Fields or Fields. Wilson, right? So once so, do you go out and get a Mitchell Trubisky or probably or a, not. you know, it's too much of a unless unless you like cut Drew Locke and then you bring him in like the mentor type thing like we were talking about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe Fitzpatrick, but I feel like Fitzpatrick has – if I'm Fitzpatrick, I'm like – there's I, I'm picking a spot where I think I have a chance to end up being the starter. And so that's why I like the 49ers because Fitzpatrick's going to sit there. He's going to be licking his chops like, oh, my God, Jimmy Garoppolo, <laughs> this guy never stays healthy. And I'm going to get a chance yeah. to lead the 49ers after I've been stuck in the Jets – in the Dolphins, why the hell yeah. do I want to go to the Broncos? And throw to Ayuk and Kittle and Debo and yeah, like and play for Kyle Shanahan. Like, come on, dude. That's for me. It's unless I have a surefire starting job like the Patriots, who say, "Hey, you know what? You're our guy this year," or the Redskins or the football team. I mean, then I go there. But otherwise, I'm like, dude, I'm going to the Niners. I'm going to be a backup, and I'm gonna. That's fine because I'm forty something. 
But when Garoppolo gets hurt, I get to be the guy. And I'll take him to the Super Bowl and win him a Super Bowl like Nick Foles. Hey, I'd be down. I will buy a Fitzpatrick jersey if they win a Super Bowl with him. That would be I dope. Love it. I, I absolutely yeah. love it, but we have other people to talk about. And uh, yeah. again, Broncos have the number nine pick. So, yeah, it's very likely that they. Is it number nine? Yeah, oh, this was uh, this was my bad. The Broncos moving up in it with a trade. My bad. Mm-hmm. There's a mock draft I'm looking at. I mean, hey, nine is still early, and that's still plenty yeah. of time to take a QB. Uh, yeah. Let's talk about Dak's replacement last year. That was Andy Dalton, a lackluster seven and nine finish uh, with Dallas. He showed mad inconsistencies in his play throughout his time there. Even missed a few games due to injury. I personally do not think he's an upgrade over really any of these guys that we're going to talk about that we have or that we will talk about. I think he's kind of the bottom scale. He was linked to New England last year in a possible uh, trade or signing, something like that. To me, that seems like the only likely scenario. He finds himself in a backup role, mentor role, something like that. Totally fantasy relevant a few years ago. Uh, He's just kind of decreased in that state since then. So I think his mentor role becomes ever more of an option as we move forward. Uh, Jacob, what are you feeling about Andy Dalton? Look, I, I always liked this guy. I don't. I think the Cowboy situation made him look terrible last year, and I don't think it was his fault necessarily. Again, like, can you imagine if let's just say hypothetically you throw Andy Dalton on the Colts instead of Carson Wentz? I think they're still they're a pretty good team. They were good with Philip Rivers, so I think. You know, they would have been just as good with an Andy Dalton. So I think he he definitely has a role. I'm not worried about him, you know, not being on a team. Uh, but he's not going to get you over the hump if, if you need. But if you need a uh, what they call like a bridge quarterback, somebody in between, he's a solid option. Uh, I don't know. He's going to definitely end up being a backup somewhere. And who knows? I, I mean, does Belichick want to be – you know, I think Belichick might be stubborn and say, I could win with a Fitzpatrick or Andy Dalton, and maybe he ends up in New England. Yeah, I mean, this the scenarios here are iffy at best. Justin, what about you? We'll move on really quick from uh, Andy Dalton. I didn't think about it. I like the Patriots, but I just think he stays as a backup with Dak. So that's just Probably, he's a good yeah. he's a good safety blanket. That's true. More reason to speculate. Hey, if we stop talking about him now and he becomes fantasy relevant, we're sorry, but we're not <laughs> talking about him any longer. Let's move on. Cam Newton, New England's former quarterback. I think it is very likely that they franchise tag this guy. And I know I talked about it at the top. Sure. But there's really just not a lot out there. Sure. You mentioned Mitchell Trubisky. You mentioned... Um, you know, a, f- a couple of other guys that we've talked about. <laughs> I just Are you joking, Dave? Yeah, I'm not joking. I think it's a very reasonable possibility that they that they pay the guy. He comes in. He he does what he's supposed to do, and he's probably mentoring. And he's out by game six or seven when they fill in with their new quarterback. Jo- Wait, Joe, you think you they're have? gonna? You think they're gonna franchise tag him? Yeah, why not? No, they're gonna wave thirty million dollars for Cam Newton. Dude, you can sign up for five million. I, I don't. He won't make thirty million. That was Dak's contract with the twenty percent raise of his sure last year. If you season. franchise tag anybody, they get a top five uh, yeah. quarterback money. So they gotta, they gotta keep. Them. Yeah, yeah. I think they would. Cam Newton. Cam Newton's gonna like beg them to sign him again. He. Yeah. I know. There's I, no way. I heard his his interview recently where he's saying like I'm. There's not thirty two guys better than me. 
And I'm like, I watched some of those games and look, he can still run, but I don't know, dude. I, look, it is I done. Okay, Joe, it's it's gonna no, be it's gonna I be twenty was, million. I refrain from what I was saying. My bad. But even I, that's a lot. I Joe, took my hat out of the ring. You said it, last uh, time that send uh, me to pass Cam Newton's ego won't let around. him take a backup job, and I think you're right. Well, after listen that that interview. They I don't could know sign him though, is what I'm saying. Well, Maybe I should reverse that a little year, bit. He got signed for 1.75 million, which included 550 guarantee. I don't think there's any way in God's green earth that he's that's the kind of contract he's looking for next year, guys. And he's oh, gonna yeah. be lucky to end up anywhere, honestly, because Jacob, like you said, he's not going to want to play as a backup. And Mm-hmm. He thinks he's not. He thinks he's still a top fifteen quarterback. And listen, I like the guy. I think he's a good dude. I saw some fans heckling him at his own camp the other day, which was trash. That's awful. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right, you're gonna be broke. You're a free agent, dude. The guy's made way more money about? than you're. Than yeah. Uh, I'm not worried about him going broke. But listen, as far as a football team, I don't see any way that he ends up back in the Patriots. I think that even mm-hmm. if they have to go out and get Tyrod Taylor, he's not going back there. And yeah, that's pointless. Yeah. It, Which just, brings up Tyrod Taylor. I guess we can kill two birds with one stone. He's a scenario where I see him also going to New England. Yeah, he's going to be a backup. For sure. Yeah, he's a backup. a backup. Or situation where he's was the Chargers, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, my bad, guys. I, I, I misfired there. I apologize. Oh, no worries. What, dude, second round <laughs> advice. Come on, that's what we're known for. Oh, yeah. no worries. We don't know Jacob all looks like that. I'll get it. I'll get an angry, passive-aggressive text from Jacob after the show. Bro, why did you say that about Cam Newton? Making us look no, good. No, I'll just cut it out. No worries. <laughs> make you look good. All right, so let's move on. Uh, this, I am not ashamed to say. I think this is the most coveted player in this free agency QB market, and that is Jameis Winston former backup QB of the New Orleans Saints, former starting QB of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think he's the most talented QB. He's 27 years old. I think the Patriots are a good fit. The Steelers could be a good fit. Or I think they get rid of that Taysom Hill ideal out of their head and he stays with the New Orleans Saints. For fantasy purposes, I love when I have Jameis Winston on my team and he drops 55. When I'm playing against... Jameis Winston, I love when he goes out there and he throws five picks and only throws for 200 yards. I love it either way. I want to see Jameis Winston in a starting role. My body wants to believe that he took that year under Drew Brees to really learn the game a little bit more and get a better feel for what he's doing as an NFL quarterback. And I hope that he comes out of this better, and I hope he finds a good team. And, again, I think the Patriots, Steelers, and Saints are all good fits. Justin, what are your thoughts? I think the Saints already said that he's going to be starting for them, so I don't think he's going anywhere at all unless some magical trade happens. Uh, I thought it was pretty odd to call it because I thought they love Hill, but I know Winston's just better, so I think he's staying with the Saints. I don't see him going anywhere else. Joe? Yeah, I think he probably ends up on the Saints. If there's another situation for him or the Saints decide to move on or whatever the case is, uh, I like him actually as a football team member. Uh, that's a guy I could see going there. He's young. He's a gunslinger, like Justin was saying, but he's 27. So he at least can be a future guy. And when you have a guy like Ron Rivera who turned Cam Newton into where he was, why not take a risk on a guy like Jameis Winston? Uh, that's the way I feel about it is I would much rather if I'm the football team go out and get a guy like Winston who 
if I can, if he's successful, I can mold him into a quarterback who can be on my team for the next 10 years. Very, very true. Jacob, what about you? Yeah, dude, he's 27. He was the first round overall pick, right? Uh, and then Mariota was number two. I don't know. You know, this guy has talent. Like, he just needs to – he needs the right coach to keep him in check. And, you know, New Orleans has that. But I would love this for fantasy football. The Pittsburgh Steelers, mm. you know, if if Big Ben Ooh. would just retire – <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers bring in Jameis Winston. Dwayne glorious. Haskins is not the answer. Jacob, you're, you're jumping ahead to, of us here, man. You're throwing to Chase Claypool. You're throwing to uh, Deontay uh, Johnson. Uh, that would be amazing. So yeah, yeah, but we know Big Ben's not going anywhere, man. He's he already. Yeah. I think they already said they're re-signing him for at least one or two more years, right? Gross. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I want to see him in a New Orleans Saints uniform. So, I just read something really quick while I was looking it up. They're a little tight with the money over there in New Orleans, but I think it's a 100% reasonable solution to say he stays with the Saints. He's an improved quarterback than he was when he was in Tampa Bay, and he makes that team just as good as they were last year, and they push for a Super Bowl with Jameis Winston in a resurrection year. Uh, Jacoby Brissett. Most likely finds himself in a backup role somewhere as he has his whole career. Same with Nick Mullins, unless Justin waves his finger and has something salty to say. Give us your hot take, Justin. Nick Mullins, garbage. Don't care. Jacoby Brissett, <laughs> I'll tell you what. No one's talking about it. Very odd. He's going to be starting for the Patriots next year. Mark my words. I just thought of that like 10 minutes yeah, ago. We I all, it crossed all of our minds. We Bill Belichick drafted him, and then they traded him to the Colts for a receiver – he can find it. We talk about Jimmy going back to the Colts. They are going back to the Patriots. We can he can find his way back to New England as well. I I think that's a possibility. And I don't think he's terrible. Look, like you talked, to, he's mediocre, right? And if you're mediocre in the NFL as a quarterback, you're basically, you know, useless. But I think he could find find his way back to New England. I think so too. I also do think so as well. But. Only time will tell, my friends. If he goes to New England, are you owning him in a standard one quarterback league? Not a chance. Oh, no. But in a, in a super flex, every quarterback's rostered, but not in a standard. No way. He's gonna be a, he would be a high second quarterback for me. I like I'm not him. rostering. Whoever New England's quarterback is, I'm not rostering them. <laughs> not in a one right, listening, nice. unless they go and get a Dak, right? That's the only situation. <laughs> they go get a top five quarterback, they turn him into a top 15. It's so a Joseph, downgrade no matter who goes there. Yeah, true, true. Yeah. Joe brings us to the point of unrealistic scenarios that we love to talk about, which is why we're going to transition here a little bit. And we're going to look at players that aren't necessarily free agents in the 2021 class, but they are players who have been surrounded with speculation concerning their comfortability with their team and they might be on the move. We've talked about Deshaun Watson, but as of late, developing stories have come out about our own Russell Wilson, the guy that was so holy. He wanted him to be a Seahawk for life. Things aren't shaping up that way. The Saints, the, the Raiders, and I think two other teams were reportedly confirmed by him to be the only trade destinations he would accept. The Guys, Bears and the Cowboys. What would happen to the NFL world and the Bears and the Cowboys? What would happen to the NFL world if we saw a true – we talk about these guys, you know, getting franchise tag, franchise tag, da-da-da-da. Russell Wilson 
and Deshaun Watson are true franchise players. Speaking specifically about Russell Wilson, because we've talked about Deshaun in the past, what would be an ideal scenario for Russell Wilson? Justin, what are you thinking? Very hard, very hard. Uh, I like I, – I mean, I don't want to say it because you're on here and you're going to get some hyphy off of this, but Let's go! Raiders, I mean, pair me up with some Waller, pair me up with some rugs. I just want to see it. Uh, I hope he stays because Metcalf and Lockett are better, but, you know, if I had to say let him go to the Raiders and let's see the magic happen. They do protect Carr a little bit better than he's been protected up there. So maybe he's looking at the lines, right? The Bears have a good line. Saints have a good line. Raiders have a good line. Nah, he's looking at the cities. I'm what what was right that now. fourth team? We had New Orleans, uh, Bears, Cowboys. the Bears, Cowboys. Cowboys. Oh, Los- wait, no. The Cowboys line is atrocious. Then, yeah, he is yeah. looking at the cities. What the heck? He's looking at the cities so Sierra, Sierra can go live in an entertainment city with him. But, I, dude. <laughs> but then why not the Jets, Jacob? Well, that at first they were saying the Jets were one of the teams that he was naming. The way Joe said that, he comes off of you and he's sitting. Well, first of all, nobody wants to play for the Jets. I don't know. I don't. I can't believe those Deshaun Watt that Deshaun Watson wants to go to the Jets. I don't think anybody does. But I will say, before they named those four teams, the Jets were actually one of the other teams that they were talking about for him. And a couple years ago, he was rumored to go to New York as well. But I, I think. I don't think Pete Carroll's trading him to the NFC, any NFC team. So if it's only one of those four teams, it could be the Oakland Raiders. And they're definitely getting Derek Carr back and three first-round picks. And then there he he gets to go live in Las Vegas. I would hate to see it. I don't want to see Russell Wilson in a Raiders uniform. I'd rather see him in a Raiders uniform than Seattle, Jacob. Come on now. I guess, but I'm liking that more. I hear think about it. Las Vegas Wilson. Oh, no, guys. absolutely. And that's the thing. Then we're, we don't have to play Russell Wilson twice a year. And then you were, you know, it definitely downgrades the Seahawks. But I think if it's one of those four teams, I think it's the Raiders. Cause why in the hell would you trade him to the N- an NFC team? Yeah. And, and Russell Wilson does have a no trade clause. So we got to keep that in mind. Well, the best thing here is is there's a few things. Number one, he's going to play in Seattle because Seattle's not going to get rid of him. And they're not going to trade him <laughs> until the wheels fall off. I'm talking unfixable. And as of what a week ago, Adam Schefter said Russell Wilson has not demanded a trade. So he's going to be in Seattle next year, guys, unfortunately. Because he's good enough to win your Team 10 wins every year just by himself. And he you has a weapon. The, like, yeah, are you going to upgrade, upgrade from Metcalf? Not really. No, no. no. So, but I'm just saying, any team that he goes to, he's getting you 10 wins. It does. He could put him on the Broncos next year. He's getting you 10, 11 wins. But the reality is, if you're talking about just from a fantasy, if we're dreaming, right, what's the situation that you want him to go to? Well, the best situation here is probably the Cowboys, right? It's a Dak for Russ Swap. Oh, yeah. Fresh blood for both of them. We don't lose either of them kind of as a top five guy. Dak is good enough to go to Seattle and keep Metcalf and Lockett relevant. Oh, yeah. But also Russell Wilson goes to the Cowboys, and we finally legitimately, first time ever, get to see Russ really cook and get to see him with Zeke. That would be insane. Lamb, with Cooper, with Gallup. So I I think from a fantasy perspective, if you want to keep two guys both both very relevant, swapping those two guys makes the most sense. In an ideal situation, yes, it makes the most sense. But come on, the Raiders. I mean, what are you talking Why about? Why do I right? want him on the Raiders? He doesn't maybe, throw the tight ends. All right. The maybe there's a situation As where... a Raiders fan, does that just 
you know, make you very happy that he could possibly be in Las Vegas? It makes me very happy, but I don't think it's going to happen. And I know words yeah, are only like words. Me but daydreaming manager, about Deshaun on on the Niners, like it's going to happen. Uh, both John Gruden and Mike Mayock came out and said that they would literally go toe to toe with anybody who was trying to take interest in Derek Carr. So I mean, they're buckling down on their, you know, their truth for him. Uh, but back to the New York Jets situation. I mean, let's just speculate. These NFL players talk. Maybe Sean Watson texted Russell Wilson and was like, hey, homie, I'm going to New York, so don't try anything over there. It's just a reasonable thing, right? Anyways, I'm just talking out my ass. Apologies for the curse word. Moving on. We got Jimmy Garoppolo, Sam Darnold, and Drew Locke also, who have also uh, sort of gathered interest from other teams as of late. Whether it's Drew Locke, who actually doesn't have any interest, but they're looking to shop him in Denver, or Sam Darnold and Jimmy Garoppolo, who have actually fielded interest from other teams. Guys, who of these three are the most important to you? Or in the sense of just kind of football talk, who are you most eager to see on the move? Uh, And Joe, I'll start with you. I don't know that any of them are too exciting, but I mean, (laughs) I still think at the end of the day, Jimmy G is very likely to play for the Niners next year. But you and I got to talking on Twitter about Teddy Bridgewater coming to the Niners, and we've been calling and whatever the situation. The only way that that makes sense to me is some sort of a three-team trade where the Niners send Jimmy Garoppolo back to Bill Belichick. We get something like a second-round pick for him. And then we go calling and get Teddy Bridgewater for cheaper, right? So to me, it makes sense to say – we go out and get a second for Jimmy. We get trade a fourth for Bridgewater. And now we've basically increased our draft stock and we've gotten a comparable quarterback. Then it makes sense to me because Teddy Bridgewater would then be a stopgap to hopefully a uh, means to an end next year, which would be somebody like Aaron Rodgers finally moving on from the Packers. That's kind of what. Closer to home? Wow. Yeah. Crazy. I'd love to see that. I, I don't think any of these, are, Sam Darnold. He needs to prove anything. Drew Locke, not sold on him at all. Um, I mean, I don't know. That's I think Jimmy G is the only relevant one. And like I said, he probably ends up in San Francisco to start the year, but we'll see. Justin, what about you? Uh, I see Garoppolo leaving as Bridgewater comes in and him taking a backup role that anyone that will what? sign him. So he agrees uh, <laughs> I mean, dude, Jimmy's not a starter, and I made a bold prediction last year and wanted him to take that next step up. And even when he was healthy, I didn't see it. And we know the Niners have some nice weapons, but uh, he's just not a good quarterback. To me, fantasy, irrelevant. Wow, that's a big jump from last year where you you were, like, saying we were underrating him last year. Yeah, I I really thought. But we got stuff wrong. I got to be wrong sometimes. Shoot. Yeah, but guys, even though you're going to be wrong, you're wrong about the Niners. As as dynamic as Kyle Shanahan's offense is, it almost is to the point where, and you can make Kittle relevant, you can make Debo relevant, you can make Ayuk relevant, but it almost feels that no matter who you give us, like even if we got Deshaun Watson, I still feel like his outlook for the year is going to be lesser than it would be had he just stayed in in Houston, and that's because we've just run the ball so much. And it doesn't matter who's behind the line. It can be Jeff Wilson Jr. or Moster or Coleman. We've seen it. McKinnon, we're going to run the ball. 
So I don't care who you give us. You could give us Teddy Bridgewater. He might be better than Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's say he is better than Jimmy Garoppolo. He's still not going to be fantasy relevant on the 49ers. It's just, it's just not going to happen. Uh, unless you give us a Russell Wilson, a Deshaun Watson, maybe then they're relevant. Of course they're relevant because they're just great, but they're not going to be as relevant had they just stayed on their previous teams. And I say that as a Niner fan. So if the QB isn't relevant, it's still fair to say, though, that the wide receivers will be relevant. I mean, people should still yeah, be going absolutely. after Debo Samuel, Brendan Ayuk. Okay, just to make sure. And I know that we all agree with that. I just want Some people out there might think well, that, oh, a QB is not relevant at all. Then why should I trust their wide receivers? Well, you know, a QB could throw a ball 15 times a game and not be fantasy relevant at all. But one of the wide receivers can catch five or six balls for 96 and a touchdown and be completely fine. Yeah. So. Yeah, a lot of this has to do with supporting cast around – these quarterbacks, right? Like we talk about it all the time. Fully healthy Jimmy Garoppolo on the Chiefs would be great fantasy wise, right? But mm -hmm. yeah, any most quarter starting quarterbacks in the league, you plug them into that Chiefs offense, they're going to be really good fantasy wise. Yeah. The thing is, you know, Jimmy Garoppolo, nobody's starting him in a standard 10 or 12 team league. It he but he needs to be be given his respect as an NFL starter. He's 24 and eight as a starter. The Niners without him are seven and 26. There's a reason why we win with him. Yeah. Maybe he's a glorified game manager, whatever you want to call it, but he's not. Look, we needed one throw to win the Super Bowl that year. He wasn't able to do it. We need a, a they need an upgrade to be able to do that. But I think the Niners, for lack of a better way of putting it, they're going to be stuck with Garoppolo this year. Mm -hmm. And I see you smiling over there. They do What's need to upgrade, though. Niner fans live in La La Land. Let me tell you how many times. Those are facts. Joey puts up the misconception that the Niners just can't do a quarterback. That That's not true. They had never had a decent quarterback for years. Colin Kaepernick for that little stint. Okay, great. Before that, Alex Smith, game manager. What are you talking about? It has nothing to do with yeah, the but last... you're not talking about Shanahan. I'm talking about Shanahan. I don't care I... about those guys. They weren't under Shanahan. Uh, it's I mean, Shanahan he's... is a he's, we're a run the ball team, and that's what we are. I'm not saying that we can't. Obviously, if you get us Matt Ryan, he's still going to be fantasy relevant. But it, like I said, we need a top. Five, we take a top five guy and we turn him into a top ten guy. Where... I don't think that's fair to say because you never had a top five guy like that. I mean, but I mean anyways, I... anyways. It's Jacob's just the numbers point. of how much we throw. Go look at the amount of attempts that we have. Now, yeah, listen, it's, it's volume. It's volume. Yeah. It's like moving a running back to the Chiefs. They're going to have less volume, right? Like, exactly. Now, your argument may be that, well, they'll stop running as much and they'll start throwing more because they get a better quarterback. I do think I they, would adjust, they would adjust the playbook if they get a Watson. You now, know? Of course, if they get a Watson. That was my point. But yeah. Watson in Houston gets to throw the ball 50 times. I don't think Watson in San Francisco gets to throw no. the ball 50 times. No. You know, I'm not letting Garoppolo throw 50 times. That's why he's not throwing 50 times. And to go to Jacob's point, one throw away from making the Super Bowl, it's not because it's Jimmy Garoppolo got you there. That defense was amazing, like the best I've ever seen almost. So yeah. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to say he's not a winner. He's a game manager. And if you put him on a stout defense, like – it, team right now if you put him on the Colts maybe I can see him making the playoffs but other than that you need a heavy D to back that guy up but the um, problem is that why would you throw the ball 50 times even if you had Deshaun Watson if Raheem Mostert gets you 225 yards on 25 attempts why would you throw the ball I don't need to why would I don't care if I have 
Jesus or 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 Peyton Manning, prime Peyton Manning. I'm not throwing. I'm running because I get ten yards every time I put the ball on the ground. This you know what I your, mean? This ain't your grandpappy's NFL. You got to throw the ball these days. Of course you do, and that's why Jacob said we were one throw away from winning the Super Bowl. It was the same scenario when we had Kaepernick. We were one throw. We needed an upgrade. We still need an upgrade. I think in order to be a Super Bowl winner, you have to upgrade from Garoppolo. But that doesn't mean that you're not a playoff team. You can still be a playoff team. And swapping Garoppolo for Teddy Bridgewater doesn't doesn't take us up any notches. It makes us the same exact team. Agreed on that. Gabe, I don't know about you, but I'm drafting Jesus number one overall. (laughs) In the Dynasty Draft. Our Lord and Savior. (laughs) Well, we can get into more heated topics a little bit later, guys. But I think that's it for us today. That was our QB uh, free agent 2021 discussion. If you liked it, feel free to like and subscribe. Oh, my gosh. I thought I'd never say that. But guess what I just did? Uh, you can also find our merch at T Public First Round Fantasy. We just got some tapestries. Tap? How do you say it? Tapestries? I guess yeah, it's tapestries. It's tapestries. <laughs> we got Jacob and Justin supporting the merch today. As always, it's great. And guess what? It's probably on sale. Go sport it and look good. We need to really. It's I'm not nice going to say quality. that. Next part. It's honestly my favorite T-shirt. I'm not even joking. Yeah, it's great. But we're going to post a separate video where Jacob explains how to go through a thorough wash process because he's the king of washing these shirts. Oh, I'll watch uh, it. But with that being said, we look forward to seeing you guys next time. Again, go back, watch our running backs and wide receivers free agent special. We are out of here. Have a great rest of your week. Peace. Peace.